0: friends and introverts, welcome back to the you're so quiet podcast or welcome if you're joining us for the very first time. As always, I am your host, Chelsea Brown. This week we were supposed to talk about defining success, and I do still want to talk about that. However, I've had the weirdest week with customer service stuff. So, I kind of want to just talk about I kind of want to just talk about customer service horror stories or consumer horror stories, because I have a lot of them as I'm thinking over this and thinking over the week that I've had. And just if I sound out of breath, don't worry about it. I will tell you what's going on. But first, mental health check, as always, we're going to rate our mental health from one to five, one being horrible, five being amazing. I am at like, I don't know. I don't know what the number denotation for this is. But you know that gif with Hillary Clinton and she's walking up her private jet stairs and she like trips and falls and then she turns back and waves like, aha, of course this happened. Like, that's how I feel. So like somewhere between like two and three, three and four, I'm somewhere in the middle. it's It's been wild. And I hope that what I'm about to tell you, first of all, can arm you with information so that you can pursue your best consumer resolution that you can and maybe make you laugh a little bit just in case your mental health is dipping more toward the left side of the spectrum the one and two side versus the four and five if you're at four and five and i still make you laugh and prove your day a little bit that'll be great um i also want to tell you about something i've been watching because you know that i love trash tv and i just started watching married at first sight And the American version, I will tell you, is terrible. I dropped out within the first episode because it's like the same vignette over and over of like, oh, I can't believe that I'm marrying this person. And then they tell their parents and their parents are like, I don't support it. And then they tell their friends and their friends are like, what are you doing? And it's just that over and over and over again. But the UK version and the Australian version have like fine tuned the formula. Okay, so... It is, it is trash, it is garbage, but I also like that I can root for some couples and some couples are like the people you love to hate and then some couples are like the people you just really don't like, you know? The premise is very simple. Married at first sight, two people who have never met before at all are going to get married. And at first, I'm like, this is wild, but what they mention in like that really fast tone fine print tone kind of thing is that the marriage is not legally binding so before you're like i can't believe they're doing it it's like when you get married as a child when you're playing house or whatever so yeah married at first sight these people get married and it's all about them working with the experts who matched them together based on their compatibility and their history and stuff and they're working with the experts to see if they can make this relationship work And so for the purposes of trash TV, I like it. For the purposes of real life, it sucks. When you get married to someone, it should be an exciting thing. It's not a Band-Aid. It's not something to make your lives better. It's not anything like that. You are committing your life to this other person and you're binding yourself to them legally, financially, and every other way, right? So working with someone that you might not really be compatible with And, like, this is true of all relationships. Like, people get into relationships all the time where they're like, oh, well, you know, he does this or she does this, and I don't really like it, but I'm going to stay with them. Like, don't settle. And I feel like Married at First Sight is kind of condoning settling. Like, we matched you with this person, and they should be compatible, so you need to make it work kind of thing. But since it is a TV show and the marriage is not technically legally binding, I think that it's fine. It's just entertainment. So yeah, if you want to watch Trash TV with me, like always, skip the US one. The US one, not good. UK or Australia. I think Australia is actually the best one, personally. Go check it out. With all of that being said, let's get into my consumer horror stories. So let me first preface this with saying, I'm not going to say... Any company names because I don't want to get into that kind of weird legal issue. I, even though nothing I'm saying is false or slanderous or libel, I forget which one is which. It's none of that, but I just don't want to deal with that because I've already gone through trying times with these particular companies. Let's start off with what has been haunting my life for the past 24 hours. I have been without heat and without hot water literally since for 24 hours now almost exactly 24 hours and here's what happened so I called the gas company to let them know that I smelled gas near my house I have two gas meters one for our generator and one for like the actual home okay so the gas I smelled was by the generator. So they came, they looked at it. It's actually piping on my end that I am responsible for fixing. So I'm getting that worked out. While they were here, they went and checked out the other meter while they're like, you may as well make sure that there's no other leaks or anything like that. So while the tech is here, he's like, hey, the one by the other meter, the side of piping that we are responsible for, we being the gas company, is showing a lot of wear and it's not gonna burst or anything but we should really replace it like it's not supposed to be like that so we're gonna go ahead and replace it it's our responsibility you don't have to pay for anything you don't have to worry about it people are just going to come out probably in the next day or so you don't even have to be here it's fine so i'm like all right cool no problem i don't have to pay for it this is your responsibility like this is all great so that was wednesday Then Thursday, yesterday. We're not talking about how I'm already recording these late. I don't want to hear it from you. Anyway, (laughs) Thursday, they come out about 3 p.m. and they start to work on our our gas line. And they're they apparently had to redirect it, reroute it or something. I don't know. But they're outside maybe till six-ish. I go to walk the dog. About five, when I come back shortly before six o'clock, they're gone. I'm like, that's weird. So I wait an hour, they're still gone. I call the gas company and I'm like, hey, the crew that was here, they're gone and my heat is not working. So when I went out and I checked where the meter is, there's no meter and the pipes are just open. So I'm like, okay, that's great. That's super, super ideal. Love it, love it, love it. And mind you, it is getting down to like freezing temperatures here, literally freezing temperatures, 32-ish degrees Fahrenheit, which would be zero Celsius. And that's like not acceptable to not have heat, right? Especially in Texas where the homes really aren't insulated like that. Like we want to let all the heat out of the home versus trapping it in anyway. So I had called the gas company and I'm like, hey, the crew left. Like, are they planning to come back? I don't have any heat. I don't have any hot water. Like, what's the deal? And like, oh, Mrs. Brown, don't worry about it. They will be back. I promise you, I assure you, the technician's shift goes until midnight. So, there's plenty of time for them, them to get back to you. You are next on their docket. Like, don't worry about it. Maybe they went to get parts or something. So, I'm like, all right, fine. Some time passes. I get an email. It says, your technician has arrived. And I'm like, okay, great. So I look outside, down the street, in the cul-de-sac, in my driveway. Nobody is here. 8.15, I get another email that says, we're sorry, your service cannot be completed. Please call this number to reschedule. And I'm like, all right, that's annoying, but fine. So I call the number and the automated system says, we're sorry, our offices are closed. Please call back at 7 a.m so already i'm looking at 11 hours of no heat it was already in the low 60s in my house and if you don't know this about me i have asthma it's pretty well controlled for the most part but extreme heat and prolonged extreme cold really affect my lungs and my chest so i'm like this is not looking great for me but i'm like you know what fine i'll deal with it in the morning there's nothing i can do about it now I'm not going to be upset about it. I'm going to bundle up with lots of blankets. I'm going to stick like a barnacle to my (laughs) husband, who's like a space heater, and it'll be fine. So we wake up early in the morning, shortly after seven, call the gas company again. And we're like, look, we were without heat. We're without hot water. We are in bad shape right now. Where the heck is our technician why wasn't this work completed why were we left in this state and the first person we got on the phone i think had been working all night um and it kind of showed in their demeanor and their attitude which kind of irks me <laughs> but it's fine like i get it you were working long hours okay fine she tells me that we should have just called the emergency number Even though the emergency number is like specifically for gas leaks, which we do not have because we do not have any natural gas to power our appliances. So I'm like, look, I need to speak to your supervisor. And this is the first lesson I want to teach you. This is something I hated to do when I first started doing it because it makes me feel like like gross. You know, it just makes me feel like I am a bad person for asking to speak to someone's supervisor because I'm not getting the answer that I'm looking for or the resolution that I'm looking for. But I'm just like, look, we need to speak to your supervisor. She passes us off immediately. Speak to this other woman. And she's essentially telling us the same thing. Like, there's nothing we can do. Um, You should have called the emergency line. I'm like, look. If I was supposed to call the emergency line, you're clearly deeming this an emergency. So, why is it not being treated like an emergency now? Well, Mrs. Brown, there's really nothing we can do. I'm like, okay, let me speak to your supervisor. Oh, well, I have to have her call you. I'm like, all right, well, that already sounds <clears throat> like a scam, okay? But I'm like, great have her call me at my number. Do not call this other number. Call me specifically. I will be waiting for your call. And she's like, all right, great. So in the meantime, she tells me, we're going to have someone come out to your house to fix the issue. They're going to be there anytime from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. You must be home and you must answer the phone anytime somebody calls, no matter what the number is, because it might be us. And if you miss the call, we are going to cancel your appointment. Now, this is where I started to get a little bit more riled up, okay? Because first of all, I never scheduled this appointment to begin with. I am not responsible for the gas company, half of the gas lines. You know what I mean? I'm responsible from the meter to my home. That is what I'm responsible for. The gas company is responsible for the source material, right? So I'm like, wait, so you're telling me that I never scheduled this appointment to begin with, that this is an appointment that has nothing to do with me, yet I have to be here all day. I can't go anywhere if I worked not from home, which thankfully I work from home, couldn't go to work, um, I have to answer my phone at all times from any, any number. And literally anyone who has a phone nowadays, 90% of our calls... Are scam calls from people trying to sell us solar from student loan forgiveness people and it's just it you're gonna get sucked into a whole thing but anyway i'm like i'm really confused on how exactly the onus for getting this this appointment done and scheduled and getting the people here why is that onus being put on me she's like well we have to schedule to p- turn your service back on i'm like i don't think we're we're speaking about the same thing because It's not that my service is not on. It's that I have no gas meter at all. There is no meter. There are just open pipes and mud and dirt flung everywhere. Like, I'm confused about how, again, this is turning into my problem. When this is not something that I requested at all, and I'm being penalized for it, not only with having to stay home, with having to monitor my phone at all times, with having to wait by the window, right, for someone to decide to come and fix their issue. And she's like, well, there's nothing we can do. I'm like, all right, well, schedule the appointment. I will be here. But, like, this is crazy. Please have your supervisor call me. So... After that, I, like my heart is pounding, I'm trembling, I'm furious, right, because I'm cold, my chest hurts, I'm I'm just in a bad mood. I woke up crazy early, shivering, and I'm just like, this is, I'm over this. I'm over this already. I call in the big guns, which is my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law is amazing with customer service people, and she has connections everywhere. She... I don't know how she does it. So, for example, I purchased her a gun one year for her birthday, and she decided she wanted the same gun but with a different kind of safety, and the firearms are not returnable. It says specifically on the receipt that these are not returnable or exchangeable, and she just took it in and somehow exchanged it for the other one. It it was crazy. I don't know how she did it, but with if I'm ever having trouble with a company or anything like that she is who i call in and somehow we start getting somewhere so i call her and she calls one of her contacts at the gas company and i learn a lot of interesting information from this call so as it turns out the technician came back saw that the lights in my house were off and decided that no one was home They did not call me. They did not ring the doorbell. They did not knock on the door. They did not peer in through a window. They made no attempt to make sure I was home other than looking at my house and seeing that the lights were off. There are several rooms in my house that you cannot see from the street, right? And if, (laughs) if you need to reattach a gas meter, do I need to be home for this? I don't think so. I don't think so. So anyway, I find that out. Like, that's really interesting. I also find out that even though I have been beat over the head with this idea that I should have called the emergency number, this person lets me know that even had I called the emergency number, I would have been assigned an appointment from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. regardless. So I'm being berated about the fact that I didn't call the emergency number for something that your automated system does not dedicate, does not declare as an emergency only to find out that maybe it wouldn't have mattered. And maybe you're just trying to make me feel bad for for what? For not knowing center point procedures? So anyway, this guy who came to the house, apparently, saw the lights were off and decided I wasn't home, he was supposed to leave a door tag. And it's just like when you miss your package at UPS, right? They just put something on your door, say, we're sorry we missed you, and here's a number to call or we'll be back tomorrow whatever no call no tag no callback number no indication at all that we're aware of what has been going on so all of this protocol has been broken and i thank the person for the information and i'm armed with additional information and i wait for the supervisor to call in the meantime (laughs) the gas company has the severe lack of foresight to send me a request to review my service appointment. And maybe it's not lack of foresight. Maybe they actually want to improve. But I, I was extremely honest. I was not rude. Okay, I don't appreciate rudeness. And I don't think it's going to help anyone. But I also think that we need to take this seriously. There's a gas company currently that just lost a lawsuit and has to pay like $16 million to families of people who were without heat and without hot water during the freeze in 2021. So, this is like serious, serious business and people's lives literally can be at risk. So, I let them know. Just like, hey, how was the service? It was bad why because the service was never completed you did not complete the service like i can't rate a service that was not finished it was not finished the pipes are left open which means you probably have to clean them out now because we've been having a lot of rain you need to relight all the pilot lights in all of my appliances my furnaces my hot water heaters i could not be less impressed with this service appointment that happens And then I sit down to podcast and then all of a sudden my phone rings and luckily it was right before I hit the record button, but honestly, I probably would have recorded the conversation anyway. So by the way, if my phone rings, I will be answering it. I will probably cut it out, but I am waiting for a lot of phone calls at the moment. So yeah. Anyway, the supervisor from before actually calls me back from this random, random area code, but because they told me to answer all phone, phone calls, I answered the phone call. And luckily I did because it was the supervisor from the gas company. And she says, uh, Mrs. Brown, I'm the supervisor from the billing company. Um, can you tell me what happened? So I relay the whole thing. And she says, I'm so very sorry that happened. Um, are you still without service? I'm like, yes, I am still without service. It has been 24 hours up to this point and I can't go another night like this. And she's like, Mrs. Brown, I'm so sorry. I will call our dispatcher to make sure that this is still on their docket. I do want to make sure that you're taken care of. I see you've been a customer of the gas company for X amount of years. I appreciate your loyalty. You have two meters, blah, blah, blah. And I would like to offer you a $50 credit on your bill. And in all honesty, the fact that this was offered, I know that there was more money on the table. However, I do think that that's all that I asked for was some acknowledgement that the gas company has done wrong by me. So an apology went a long way, to be honest, and a credit on my bill goes a long way. I understand that mistakes happen, but I do need some accountability on the, on the part of these companies. So that has happened, and hopefully within the next couple hours someone will show up and fix this because I don't want to deal with this again. I actually cannot be in the cold like this at night. It does affect my respiratory system. I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to mess that up. So if no one shows up, the gas company will be paying for my hotel. I say that now, but <laughs> we'll see. Um, so I'm feeling okay about the situation. I was not feeling great before because... It, it really seemed like this company was hell-bent on making me feel bad for something that was never my responsibility, you know? And that's not okay. The thing is, is that we pay these companies to provide a service. And if you do not provide the service, that's an issue. And especially If the service is something like natural gas or electricity or water, like those are very, very important things in our society. Like I cannot, I don't have a wood burning stove. You know what I mean? I can't heat my home that way. I can't get hot water that way. I don't know what you want me to do. I can go without a shower for a couple days. Will I feel disgusting? Yes. Will I be fine? Yes. I cannot go without heat in 30 degree temperatures. Like that's just not acceptable. It's not okay. And I do need some accountability. So, I do appreciate that the supervisor called me. I appreciate that she took accountability. And I appreciate that she took measures to compensate us for what has happened to us. Because of the gas company's negligence. The amount of times that I've said the name of the company that I'm going to have to cut out after this is wild. Anyway. (laughs) So, moral of the story. First. You can always ask for a supervisor. Second, ask for what you want, flat out. Just ask for what you want. And third, remember that the companies that you are paying for a service are simply companies that you're paying for a service. It is required that they provide the service that you pay for. And especially these, these essential services that, that have been deemed essential, especially after the pandemic. And especially after the freeze in Texas in 2021, where a lot of people died because of negligence. So that's what's happening with me. And don't you worry, I also have other consumer horror stories. I have a couple that are that are teed up already in my brain. Let's talk about homeownership in general, first of all. <laughs> Owning a home, it's nice right? I like having my own place. I love my house. It's a beautiful home. I wish it was not so expensive to maintain the home. You kind of, like, have to replace stuff every so often, which is fine, but it's also annoying, especially when you're replacing things that are not fun, like doors, for example. Many, many years ago, there was Hurricane Ike, and hurricane ike blew in the doors of my house this is before i moved here and the doors are had been damaged but they closed well enough and they weren't replaced so over time the damage became more apparent and it was time to replace them so this is only a few years after i've been living here i'd never really owned a home before and i just kind of stepped into the role of essentially project manager for all things home related i searched on one of those websites where they'll send different companies to you and this is before I really did a lot of vetting of contractors and this is why I do a lot of vetting of contractors this is an additional lesson for you always look up reviews ask for references ask for license numbers don't just choose someone because they seem fine which is kind of what i did we had to replace these doors right and they're french doors and they're a custom size which is annoying but fine custom size french doors let's do it so i selected this particular contractor the price seemed good the guy seemed fine everything was fine dude orders the doors and he gets to work putting the doors into the frames or into like where the door goes like takes out the old ones tries to put in the new ones and the doors he ordered were not the right size he ordered like a standard size door and the ones that I have are custom size so naturally they did not fit and when I say they did not fit I mean that they were way too small like two inches on any side of this door were just open to the elements and we're getting this done in, like, wintertime-ish. I want to say anywhere from January to February sometime. In Texas, that's, like, the coldest time of year. November is usually fine. December, it's starting to get a little chillier. January, cold. February, cold. Until the end of February when it's hot again. So, we're getting these these doors replaced. And I'm seeing, like, daylight through them. Ah, it was actually December it was actually December. I'm remembering the next part of the story. So we're getting the doors replaced and we're coming up on the holidays. And the guy leaves, it's like the week before Christmas, he leaves on a Friday. And he's like, I'll be back Monday to finish it. And I'm like, the, like the door is kind of open to the elements. He's like, don't worry about it. Like I, it, it'll be fine, whatever and this is before I had a backbone. Um, so yeah. And so I was like, oh yeah, sure. It's fine. Totally fine. Totally fine. So (laughs) the next Monday doesn't come. Tuesday doesn't come. Wednesday doesn't come. So Thursday, I send the guy a text message like, hey, um, my house is fully open to the elements. I don't know what we plan to do. I know the holidays are like right around the corner, but we really need to get this fixed. And he doesn't respond until after the holidays, in which he tells me I messaged him too close to the holidays, and as such, we should just sever our relationship. So... (laughs) was flabbergasted because I feel like I had given plenty of time my messages were overly polite like let's be honest and you're just like no I don't feel like doing it so I actually spoke to a lawyer and I'm like look I've paid x thousands of dollars for these doors and he's refusing to install them like what recourse do I have and he's like well you can take him to small claims court But I will warn you that the cost of your lawyer fees, the cost of filing in small claims court and et cetera will exceed the amount that you've already spent. So you do need to decide if this is something you want to pursue. And so at first, I'm like, absolutely. Because I was just like, I'm over this. This is ridiculous. You took money from me and you are not doing the work. Like, I don't understand how this is appropriate. So, I served this person with papers. Not I did personally, but I had them served with papers and they just never responded. And so, my next step would be to take them to court. And I decided that it was better to stop prolonging this and just get the doors replaced with a company instead of an individual which brings me to another lesson in consumer relations or whatever i personally prefer now to work with companies rather than individuals individuals are fine for like handyman work around the house like sheetrock and things like that but for major things like doors windows things that are, like, openings to your home from to the outside. I prefer to use actual companies that I have vetted by either reading all their reviews, um, going to Better Business Bureau, speaking to people that they have as references, that kind of thing. But I no longer use individuals for large jobs like that. And an additional lesson actually i'll save it until after this next one so there is a car company which will remain unnamed that i also served with papers earlier this year and what had happened was (laughs) they replaced a part in one of my cars and this part should last over a hundred thousand miles it states this claim on their website that this part should last over a hundred thousand miles this part lasted in my vehicle less than 5,000 miles. But because it was the pandemic and I did not drive my car enough to learn that the part was going to fail at less than 5,000 miles, I was outside the two-year warranty and they decided they don't want to replace it. Now, this is a $6,000 repair and this is not like Okay, whatever, a few hundred dollars, like it's irritating, but it's not the end of the world. Like this is six grand that you're telling me no too bad, you're going to have to replace it yourself or (laughs) in the case of this car company, completely misdiagnosing my vehicle with a completely different issue. I took it to a third party shop. I had the shop look at it and they're like, hey, this is the issue. And when I took it back to the dealership, they're like, no, 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 that's not the problem. It's this whole other thing and ironically the whole other thing would have replaced the part in the initial diagnosis but it would have been a much larger job with much many more parts if you know what I mean and this is not the first time that the car company has done this to me specifically with one of my vehicles they also told me on a different vehicle that we needed a whole new steering rack and I'm like no I'm not going to do that because it's again it was a I think it was a $5,000 job. I'm like, no, that's not right. I I don't think that's legit. Like, just bring me back my car and I will look into it myself. And as it turns out, it just needed power steering fluid, which is $20, okay? So if they were to have replaced the steering rack, yes, they would have fixed the issue. But the issue was not the steering rack. It was the power steering fluid that was very low in the car. So, after the issue with the car that I mentioned previously, 5,000 mile part failure, I contacted a lawyer again and I'm like, look, this is the issue and she's like, I personally would go to small claims court for this one, you can just represent yourself, you don't have to have a lawyer represent you, and I can walk you through everything. So, I was planning to do this, but I decided not to for multiple reasons first of which is that i no longer trust this company to fix my vehicle i think that they would claim to have fixed it and then not or done a sloppy job or something like that so i do not trust this company anymore secondly i do not intend to work with this company ever again like the the company as a whole like globally because of this issue And because of several issues in the past, that is just amazingly poor customer service. There's no part that should last only 5,000 miles. You know what I mean? Unless you're talking like an oil filter or something. But even then, I think it's like 10,000. So you're telling me that this metal part with gears lasted less than one of my oil filters? That's crazy. So I actually decided not to pursue this because of those reasons. And honestly, it just felt like it was not worth it. It was not worth the time required. It was more important for me to focus on other things rather than taking this huge company to court, wasting my time and having them drag me through the mud for what, you know? Additional lesson, choose your battles. This is something I learned from a good friend of mine. Uh, she is very much like choose your battles kind of person and I try to embody this because my first reaction is to just jump into battle and that's not really always helpful. So choose your battles. Decide if it's actually worth it to go fight and ask for the supervisors, which you know that I already, you know that I did. Okay, I spoke to as high up as global corporate and they just said, no, we're not fixing it. So that's that, and I'm no longer working with that car company ever again. So twice now, I've had the opportunity to go to small claims court, and I just haven't. I just don't know that it, it would be worth it for me, I guess. I have a lot of I'll, I'll have a lot of things to do, and at some point, it's just like, you know what? You can have this one. It's not not worth the battle to me, you know? And here's the final one I want to leave you with. My most... The one I feel best about, to be perfectly honest, I wouldn't say it was like a great experience, but I have been developing my backbone, so to speak, over the last several years because historically, I have been a doormat and I'm trying not to do that anymore. So, in this particular example, we were on vacation, we rented a car from a rental company and... In the garages where you pick up your rental car, I feel like the lighting is purposely dim because you can't see crap in there. You can't see if your car is totaled. You can barely find the car, right? (laughs) In the darkness and gloom of the rental car garage. So we pick up our car. This is the one that was assigned to us. We did not select it. And we drive off the lot. Like everything's fine, whatever, bye. So... We get into the actual daylight, and this car has some major issues. It is filthy inside, like sand everywhere, dirt everywhere. The outside is all scratched up, and I'm talking like scratched up, like something has occurred to this car, okay? and we by the time we realized this we had already parked somewhere gotten out of the car and then we noticed it so we're maybe 30 to 40 minutes away and I think we were getting food or doing some sightseeing or something and I'm like should we just take the car back like this is so weird but he's like my husband he's like this I just don't want this to happen again with this same company because this is not acceptable this is not okay so we just take the car back and they're like okay no problem well you've been gone for two hours so we're gonna charge you for the day and my husband had already left to go pick up our other rental car and I'm like no ma'am we are not gonna be paying for the day she's like you left with the car it's been two hours I'm like yes it's been two hours it's not a full day so I, I'm not going to be paying for a day. And she's like, well, I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, well, I, I, can I speak to your manager? She's going to tell you the same thing. That's okay. I'd like to hear it from her. Well, you're going to have to wait. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm fine waiting. Like, You really want to spend your vacation waiting? I'm like, I guess so. So I'm already, like my heart's starting to beat pretty hard because the way that you're coming at me so aggressive is not feeling good. I'm like, this is wild. Why are you mad at me? I'm not mad at you. I'm just telling you that I don't think it's appropriate for me to bring a car back after two hours, you to try to charge me for a full day rental for a car that I brought back because it is so unsatisfactory. You know what I mean? So I'm like, look, I'll wait. I got time. And so they have me waiting in there like 20 minutes. And she's like, you can just sit outside. I'm like, no, I'll wait in here. And the tension in the room was very strong and it made me very uncomfortable, but I stuck to my guns and I stayed inside and finally the manager comes. She's like, hi, I'm whatever. Um, I'm here to talk to you. Let's step outside. Like, all right, fine. So I just explained to her what happened. Like we got the car. We thought it was fine in the garage. We get to our destination out of the garage and see that this car is beat up and she's like really like how, how long were you gone like 2 hours she's like well how much gas did you use i'm like maybe a gallon or so i don't know like we we filled up before we brought it back and she's like okay well let me let me check with my my car cleaners she's like did we get this car back was it inspected okay there's nothing nothing new on the car i'm like all right so it sounds like you knew what kind of condition this car was in and you let someone rent it anyway. So that's a problem. (laughs) But I didn't say any of that. I'm just thinking this to myself. I'm just waiting. By this time, my husband has come back. He has secured our other rental car and he's waiting for me. And the woman is like, I'm so sorry for the inconvenience. Um, We will have to ask you to pay for the eighth tank of gas, but we're not going to charge you for the day's rental. Like, okay, thanks. I appreciate it. And then we went along on our way. So again, the major moral of this story is just ask for what you want and don't do it with the intention of like ruining someone's day or making someone pay for what. No, like the, the customer service people that you're speaking to, 99.95% of the time did not personally do any of this stuff to you. The reason I'm without heat and water has nothing to do with the people I spoke to. Were they helpful? not not particularly but they're not responsible so it's not appropriate to take out your aggression on these customer service people they don't need to be yelled at and you're more likely to get what you ask for if you ask in a nice way right you can be nice and firm (laughs) at the same time which is something that I am learning I think I focus too much on being nice sometimes and I I just I don't know forget to be firm or choose not to be firm because it's like, I feel uncomfortable just asking for what I feel is right. And in all honesty, I didn't even ask for a credit on my gas bill. I wanted a credit on my gas bill, but I didn't ask for it. So it's just like, hey, what, what can be done about this? And more often than not, you would be surprised that you can actually resolve this in such a way that you actually feel that there was some resolution. Now, if the gas company does not come out to fix this issue, then I'm going to really be upset, (laughs) okay? (laughs) Because I have now given you over 24 hours to fix the issue, we've come to what I thought was an appropriate resolution, and yet I still don't have any gas service, which means I still don't have heat. I still can't take a shower and this is just not okay so I will continue to ask for what I want which is for my gas service to be restored and I'll just keep saying it louder and louder <laughs> until it happens but yeah I, I I feel like sometimes this this conversation topic can make people uncomfortable Because asking for the manager is like a very Karen thing to do. But I don't think that asking for the manager is inappropriate. Sometimes, for example, I worked in retail, right? I have no power whatsoever over like what coupons you get and what coupons you can use. My manager might be able to override it, right? But it is not something that I know about. I don't even know that they can do it. I have no knowledge. So if you want to speak to a manager, that's wonderful. Just don't chew out the first person you talk to, you know. I hope that <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed some of my uh, trials and tribulations of home ownership and car ownership, and maybe learned a thing or two to protect yourself from the same woes that I have experienced. All in all, everything will be fine. Everything will work out, and there's nothing that happens that can't be fixed you know? So, if you're going through a home issue with a contractor or with a utility company or whatever, keep the faith. It'll be fine. We'll all get through this and just ask for what you want. You got this. Be nice, but be firm. Okay? (laughs) Okay. So, on that note, we are about the end of our time together this week. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, please consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I say it every week, but I can't say it enough. It really, really helps. You can also share the show on social media. The podcast Instagram is at yoursoquietpod. I love seeing screenshots of y'all listening on your stories, and I will try to share them on the podcast stories so we can all see our little community and have a good time together. Okay. So um, that's all for now. (laughs) Okay, I'll talk to you next week. Love you. Bye.